previously on the No Mercy podcast. Pip had fired up the bubble to prevent the Beulet from landing on the really good four as they were injured. They were able to have a long rest inside the bubble. And during the nighttime, they noticed that creatures were running from north to south, perhaps answering for the frequent encounters the group went through on the previous day. The really good four had a safe day of travel before eventually making it to Rivertown. Rivertown immediately showed the really good four its quirks as Chest gave a tour. It's just like I remember it. All right, so uh, here's the big fight pit. Uh, you'll see it's 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 a real nice fight pit. Um, there's some smaller ones over there for you know the less exciting events. Shoot, there's the river. You can see the river there, and and you, he's just going on like too quick really for anyone to follow. They met a strange Goliath child. Chest looks down. He's just like, well, uh, hey there, little guy. What's going on? I ate the red berries. <laughs> <laughs> It tastes like my face is up older. <laughs> and he just runs away. That kid knows the snozberries taste like snozberries. And everyone learned what catapult time meant. And then all of a sudden here's one of the kids yell, Catapult time! <laughs> catapult time! Catapult time! Catapult time! Catapult time! Chest yells, Catapult time! <laughs> <laughs> and everybody starts running over to the catapult and you see this Chess, you, you see this animal hide that you know uh, to grab and get ready. An so, animal hide? Yeah, to stretch out. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Chess, Chess grabs it. And then all the other kids around grab the, the hide as well and kind of start moving forward and moving back. And you look across the river and you see there's a catapult also on the other side. And you hear, ready! Chess, Chess yells, ready! And you see this... this little ball of a person flying through the air as the catapult gets launched. Things took a turn for the worse when the group went to rock throw time and Chess noticed a rock being swung that looked pretty familiar to him. You see the rock, it looks kind of familiar it's actually attached to a rope or like a leather strap Mm -hmm. and he just starts swinging it and tosses it Yeah, and he throws it about 140 feet, and all the other kids are like, Hey, how come you can have one on the rope? He's just like, Well, it's a lot easier to win when you uh, use a rope. And he, he turns to you, and he's got these two big buck, buck teeth and a thick, thorough brow. And he's a bit misproportioned because he's going through growing pains. Mm-hmm. And he's just like, Yeah, whatever, dweeb. <laughs> he starts walking over to his rock. Chest, uh, <laughs> Chest picks the kid up to slam him down. Uh, do any of us see this happen? He took out the kid again. Chess looks at him, and he's like, Kid, where'd you get that rock? None of your business, dweeb. Why don't you body slam me again? Chess body slams him again. <laughs> <laughs> and he took him out again. Uh, Sanders, Teague, this guy's being a bully to me. I'm just trying to play rock throw. Chess, Chess doesn't pay much mind to him and just grabs grabs him, like, again, but this time more forcefully. I, uh, I get him into, like, a grapple hold. Okay. And you see a lot of the other Goliaths are uh, starting to look for weapons. And Pip gets involved once he sees the kid about to throw away the rock that Chess was really interested in. Winds up and starts to walk away. Winds up? Winds up the bola. I would have tried to get up beside him and do him a little, like, thunder wave pop. (laughs) Up by the kid? Yeah, just to blast him back and get that rock away from him. (laughs) (laughs) So... Thunder wave this child. Four four damage and he gets tossed ten feet. Okay. <laughs> so he flies away, the, the rock flies out of his hand, and I guess next time we'll start rolling for initiative because the town is now hostile. Oh shoot! <laughs> yeah. Whoops. Now let's see what happens as we jump into this episode of the No Mercy Podcast. No mercy, no, no, no mercy, and it's so where we left last time 
was a couple of body slams to this young Goliath. Two or three body slams to this young Goliath, followed by he, he a liked it. thunder wave by Pip that saw the kid fly off or get pushed about 10 feet into the distance or fly off into the distance. Do we? Is it possible to call it a playful thunder wave? Is that something that's... <laughs> <laughs> a coy thunder wave? <laughs> just, just... I mean, I had afterwards, I had to go look up the actual HP of a Love young it. fighter. So <laughs> I don't think it's quite playful. Sugar. Mm. Mm-hmm. Bummer. Maybe it's... How many diamonds do we have? Did we do a light murder? <laughs> <laughs> All right. So they fly off to the distance and we'll roll for initiative. Well, for just... <laughs> I got a... Four. Hey, Ben, do you want to do my initiative for this one? Yeah, so sure. More to keep track of. I rolled an 18 plus four. 22. You said 22, Pip? Yeah. And I'm just marking up my sheet here. We slept, and then I, I thunder waved. Yeah. So I, I need to mark off that spell. And Robert? 14. And then whoever else we're throwing in, Tyler? Okay. So this is the red air group. 11. Okay. Next one's the green river group. 10. Okay. The next one's the blue mountain group. Shit, man. These are a lot of groups. 14. How many is in a group? Uh, about eight. Oh. No sweat. And then the last group are the proctors, which are just four. There are three of them. Fourteen. Okay. Uh, Pip's up first. Um, do I, I, I see this uh, immediate approach, Tyler? Or is, uh, So I, I would say... I feel like that's you, how initiative gets rolled, right? You see some shit about to happen. So you cast a spell, and as a reaction, you saw the group of red air goliaths so they're they're all most of these young goliaths and the groups are between 10 and 11 years old you're gonna do kid murders cool between 10 and 11 they yeah so this this was the newer group of kids that came in oh so Uh, wait the kid i thunder waved was not 10 or 11 right he was like 18 no nope so the the people so chest is 18 I don't know ages in this game. Uh, he d- had his trial at about 16. Okay. I'm sure he probably would have told you this. And then prior to that was the training. Training so on the river. Basically, okay. basically the beginning of adulthood is the Okay, training. okay, okay. All right. Good. Neat. Uh, I'm 150. <laughs> yeah, I know. Yeah, it's like the bar mitzvah. You just came and showed up the bar mitzvah and <laughs> smashed them all with a thunder wave. The worst bar mitzvah ever. <laughs> a weird way to brisk, but okay. <laughs> the red air group of Goliaths, they kind of have like just this red. I actually wrote that down. Where did I write that down? Oh, I actually wrote a full thing down. Why don't I read this? <laughs> good, good job, Tyler. <laughs> Who wrote these notes? Um, They're very good. <laughs> yeah, I was just on the other page. So the boom from Pip's thunder wave echoes through the air as it falls dead silent around you, save for the river violently carving its way south. The the Goliath camp turns and you can see different distinct groups. Individuals from Fight Town are a part of the Red River group and Chess recognizes some of these as pretty much babies when when he was a part of Fight Town. And this group immediately moves to grab weapons, despite being somewhat familiar with Chess. These individuals are easily identified with red paint coating their necks. There is a group of these Goliath children that have blue paint on the top of their heads or in their hair, if they have any. And this group seems to be at the ready if needed, basically trying to see what's happening next, but not jumping into battle as quickly as that red group. The last of the larger groups have green painted on their arms, and several of them immediately rush to attend to the fallen young Goliath, who is starting to gasp for air. At the moment, Teak and Sanders are nowhere to be seen. One of the proctors is seen running to the Teak and Sanders tent, while the other two are acting as crowd control management and immediately are trying to assess the situation and deal with what's going on. Though these Goliaths are taller than half of the party, they are still young, with the proctors being early teens and the youngest of the Goliaths looking almost half the age of chest. Mm-hmm. 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 You know, 
You know that thing that sometimes happens, like when you're out at the bar and you're with some people that you kind of don't like, but you know, you're trying to be civil, and then you say something terribly witty but very cutting, and the room goes silence because you done went too far? This Pip feels that. So he instinctively reaches for one of his swords, but then realizes this is not going to end well and runs as fast as he can at the uh, blasted Goliath boy. Okay, so, yeah. Can I, can I, can I get through to him? Uh, yeah, so that they were starting to kind of huddle around, and I think to get through to him, you're going to have to do a acrobatics check, because they're kind of trying to block you from his body. Okay. Just checking to see if I have any kind of fancy footwork that might help with this. But I don't think I do, because I think it's all predicated on I've just done a sweet sword-like melee damage, and I think that that will just add fodder to this fire. <laughs> but no, wait, I let me do- I killed three children to get through to this child. <laughs> just poke one of the proctors in the butt with your sword on the way by, and use that to- <laughs> But I am proficient in acrobatics, so. Okay, okay, so we're good. I rolled a 15. Plus six, 21. Okay, so you, you see one of them is trying to play guard while the other ones are trying to figure out what to do. Like you hear them saying, I think you're supposed to push it. No, you're supposed to pull the wound. And they're, they're like oh, talking about what to do. And one of them is ripping off some some fabric and he, he's like just like patting at it. And like we said last time, this is a newer cohort. So these folks are, aren't really trained in much of any of this stuff yet. So you're able to sneak past that one guy and okay. do whatever you, you were going to do before they all kind of react. Part of me was just going to spray cheese with it. But, but, but for real, what I am going to do is grab, grab some part of this Goliath boy and cast Cure Wounds. Okay, roll your... Okay, so I rolled uh, six, four... What's my spell casting? Uses Charisma. Which is Charisma? So that's three? Yeah. Okay, a 13. So you see... <laughs> I don't know how much damage I did to him in the first go. You did four. Okay, so he's very healed. Pip did a panicked overkill second level cure wounds out of sheer horror of what he did to this boy. This possibly good boy. Yeah, he's kind of a dick, but... Yeah. He's still a boy. <laughs> he's still a boy. The the one guy, the one person that was guarding turns and sees you do this and, and heal and sees kind of it looked like almost immediate onset of bruising in the in the rib area where they're starting to try to pat and and yeah just just trying to do any medicine that they could figure out but this one kid sees you go in and press on the young Goliath's leg and you're able to basically see the the life move from your hand and kind of like almost almost like highlighting highlighting with sun or something like that you can see the light travel up his body towards the area where they're all tending to him so the one goliath sees that the other three are like we did it we did it (laughs) it's fine that's fine can i bonus action disengage sure they're pretty distracted yeah because i ran 10 feet to get to him Mm -hmm. i want to run 20 feet away from I don't want to be near my party. I don't want to be near anybody. And I just want to, like, drop my swords. Okay. Got it. Who's up next? Yep, up next. There were three at 14. I'm just assuming Rauric had the highest decks. It was otherwise, it was Proctors and Blue Mountain. Yeah. Oh, so do we need to check the decks of... Uh, Rauric would go first. Okay. I I assume Rauric, Proctors, Blue Mountain, but I'll let you figure out the other two. Got it. So how imminent is this attack appearing now? You could hold an action. Oh, I might. You just witnessed six seconds. Yeah. <laughs> it, it, it was just a quick in and out. Nothing, like, nobody even knows what happened to the kid yet, other than the people directly around him. Yeah. So it looks like a game on for some of them still. What's the distance ratio here? I'd probably say you were all fairly close to each other, so you were intermingled, and then once they saw some funkiness going on, mm-hmm. probably most of them are about 15 feet away from you, whereas the kids going for the weapons are probably 30 feet away. Okay. Mm-hmm. I don't want to cause a war just yet. 
No one, right? As of right now, no one's gonna die. Well, I mean, my personality might do that later, though. So we'll yeah, see. I mean, someone might die later, but yeah. if if nothing were to happen, no one would die right now. All right. <laughs> no, I'm just gonna hold an action to attack if anybody gets if anybody makes a move towards any of us. What's your action that you're holding? Attack with my spear. So if they come into melee, that is not throwing. melee. Okay. All right. So they'd have to get pretty, pretty darn uncomfortable because I don't like the closeness. Okay. So you're holding that action, kind of have your spear out just in case, twitching left and right, look at, looking at them as they're trying to figure out what they're going to do. Mm-hmm. You're in this standoff. Anything else you'd like to do? Mm, no, I'm not going to cast anything crazy just yet. No, I'm good. Okay, done. That cordon of arrows that just mm. fires at everyone. <laughs> that could go bad. Deck safe, right? They're not Dexy. <laughs> Even though all of them beat Funky. So next up, Proctors or Blue Mountain? You cho- you decide. All right. So the Proctors, they two of them just go with their groups. One of them, the red one, goes towards the mount the the weapon rack and is going to grab a weapon and it grabs a weapon, but is like trying to get the younger ones to have it as an act as a means of being ready as opposed to aggressive we're going to go run and jab them right now so trying trying to to slow and calm them down a bit oh they're all hot to try eh? but still but they don't seem to be really paying much attention to them right now oh neat next up are oh and when the proctors finally makes it to the teak and sanders tent and i'll just roll initiative for them and I'll just have them on the same turn just to keep things simple. Four for initiative. Four. Will they start in this round or are they going to come up? In this round, yeah. In the next. Okay. Next up is the Blue Mountain group. Yep. Uh, one of them goes to get what looks to be a spear of some kind and is like, come on, we got to defend the other ones. And so a couple of them are getting spears. A couple of them are going to sort of move in between where Pip was, even though Pip has his weapons on the ground, between Pip and that group of green kids as well. So they're kind of acting as an extra buffer between everyone and the kid. I get it. I mean, Pip's body is just a thing of raw power. So <laughs> uh, Next up is Chest. Okay. Uh, chest would be really, like, sort of taken aback by this whole situation because this, like, escalated way faster than he really meant it to. And didn't expect Pip to jump in like that and was like, is sort of like really surprised. And um, he had dropped, let's see, he had thrown one of the axes into the tree. He had dropped the other one at the kid's foot. But seeing everyone sort of like run off and prepare to fight and stuff, he'd be like, what, wait, oh, no, shoot, no, oh, no, 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 fellas, ah, uh, oh, man, guys, no, we don't want to, we're not fighting here, ah, come on, guys, and he would just head over, kind of like, you know, hands up, not with any weapons out, he wouldn't have a shield out, and just, like, heading towards the ones getting weapons from the rack, just like, ah, come on, guys, we can settle this with some some arm wrestles or something, I didn't didn't mean to, don't worry about the little guy, I'll, I'll take care of him, he's, you know, he just has accidental explosions sometimes. That sounds like I need a diaper. Yeah. Sometimes he has some explosions. Sorry, guys. Sorry. That only happened once in Elltale. Well, now it's twice. (laughs) Uh, That's all. Top side, bottom side. Next up is Red Air. All right. They grab their weapons. They look at the guy telling him to stop. And then they just go, ah! And they start running at at chest full speed with the spears. How big is a net? How many boys can you catch in a net? Our, our size or Goliath's size? I think it's five five <laughs> foot cube. Ooh, five bo- five boys. Mm-hmm. That's a lot of boys. <laughs> so they're gonna try to attack chest. Okay. That's a ten to hit. No. A six to hit. No. And a fourteen to hit. No. So you see these three Goliaths. They run Ooh. up. One has a spear backwards, <laughs> and, and just like. Is actually able to connect with chest, but just hits the armor and just kind of glances off. Whereas the others are just like trying to stab up at his head. It's like go for the eyes, <laughs> but they chest is able just to lean out of the way for both attacks. They they are not trained yet. It's so. real cute though. <laughs> yeah. So that is their turn. Okay. Uh, next up is green. 
uh, Green River. Okay. They um, start giving each other high fives. Like, yeah, pulling it did work. And they're, <laughs> but they're able to, uh, yeah, they, they just start getting up and they start celebrating and high fiving with each other, but also being aware of Pip, but also just feeling really cool. But one of them does know, right? Yeah. Fuck, he's not gonna, he won't talk. Ah. Uh. I do want to talk to them later about, um, it's funny, I don't know anything about medicine, but I'd like to talk to them later about medicine. <laughs> uh, next up is Funky. Can I, can I tell who's kind of, like, looks like they're the boss or leading things here? It'd probably be one of the two proctors, but they, on their turn, were really just assessing the situation. Are, pro- from- are the proctors still students? Like, they're just older students? Yeah. Okay. Or they're, they're like... They're prefix. Uh, it's like a leadership program. <laughs> okay, well, I... They're in the 4-H. <laughs> so. um, yeah, so I'd start walking toward the proctors. No weapons, no shield or anything. Just walking to them in a way that doesn't look aggressive. And just saying something like, yeah, it's... they. Sorry, they, they didn't mean any harm. Uh, it just kind of... We, we got jumped on the way down here, and we're all kind of antsy, uh, nervous, and I... I think it's just an accident. I don't think anyone's hurt. Hey, young miner. Would you like some beer? (laughs) (laughs) I got a whole keg of it. Give a persuasion check. Uh, 15. All right. So you see, and it looks like the proctor is taking into account what you said and notice Pip dropping the weapons and chest also not acting aggressive. But then looks over to the elf, who's still kind of like, ah, 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 come on. <laughs> it's like, uh, okay. Kind of not seeing the threat that he once saw. And I mean, you you can do your attack action if you wanted to, Ralric. I just didn't no, assume I, that you would. But I chose not. Oh, Ralric, no, do it. Do your attack. Okay. <laughs> you don't have to use the triggers, right? No. No. You can, that, that itchy trigger finger. I really meant everybody but chest because I wasn't worried about a bunch of kids rushing at chest. <laughs> uh, next was Teak and Sanders. Okay. And they come out to a totally diffused situation. Good job, team. <laughs> so you see, come out of the tent first. Actually, before you see it, you hear a sound that you haven't heard since Pip made it magically uh, one of the first days that you were together inside a carriage. And that was the sound of a lion. So you see a lion start to slowly trot out of this tent. Is that Teak? And starts to walk straight at Pip. Not the sound of a lion. We see an actual lion. Yeah, now you see the actual lion after you heard its roar first. Why doesn't Pip wear diapers? (laughs) (laughs) Because then we couldn't see it. Can we get Pip's character redrawn with diapers on? Just with just big old pants crammed into his cool, cool pants. (laughs) So the the lion looks kind of like it's it's moving pretty fast, but it's kind of eyeing you up and down and stalking you at the same time. I don't know. I got you, Tyler. I'm looking at my animal, animal handling. It's not good. That's what that is. <laughs> and then also out of the tent, you see come Sanders, and he, he looks around and he assesses the situation, and he says, Red River, get your bus over time out! <laughs> and you see... Yeah, you see, after they try to stab Chess, they look, and they look back at Chess, and they're, like, kind of ready to attack him again. He said, what did I just say? And they drop their weapons, and they start to turn to walk over towards, and you see the fighting pit. There's a wall on the other side of the fighting pit, and time out, they're heading behind the wall so that they can hear the fighting that might be happening, but they aren't <laughs> able to see what's actually happening. <laughs> Worst punishment ever. Especially for Goliaths. And then he looks at you, Chest, and he says, What did I just say? Red River, get your button time out. Chest is just kind of looking at him, and he's like, well, they're heading over there, so uh, I, think, I think they are. Chest, you're part of Red River. And you see him, he grabs the hilt on his sword and you haven't you've only seen his him take out his real fighting sword once and that was on the last day kind of as a show to your to your parents to show like how far you've come mm-hmm. if you're able to defend his t- attacks for you know 30 seconds and, and not completely collapse you're seen as a good fighter a good defensive fighter mm-hmm. just because of how strong he is and, and 
the size of this weapon is huge. So if you think about Cloud from Final Fantasy VII... It's kind of like the gigantic sword. Yeah, <laughs> just like in, in terms of length, not in terms of thickness, but it's, mm-hmm. it's this huge sword and, and it kind of sparkles up along it um, with this pink purplish <laughs> color. Just to clarify, size doesn't matter. The sp- <laughs> sparkles do matter. And he puts his hand on his hilt and he says, Do I need to tell everyone what happened to you when we did this? On your last day here, or do I need to show him? Just get in a timeout. Just is like, just is sort of looking at him wide-eyed. He's like, uh, uh, yes, sir, yes, sir. And he jogs over behind the wall, looking kind of ashamed. Ooh. Okay. Well then, uh, are we still in initiative? I'd say not, unless any of you are going to do anything. No. Pip's beanie is pulled firmly down onto his head, and his arms have been straight up in the air since he dropped his swords, and they are going to stay up there for probably a comically long time. (laughs) (laughs) And you see um, this lion starts to walk up closer to you, and you almost swear you see its head like kind of do a nudge turn, like follow me, and then it turns around and starts walking back to the tent. I'm going to keep my arms up, and I'm going to follow that lion. Uh, I'm going to follow unless I'm stopped. As it sees you approach, it starts to growl a little bit. Ah, nice, nice kitty. Please, <laughs> please don't, don't bite. I just, I just care about my buds. I, I, I yell to Funky, or not yell. I like whisper to Funky, like, Funky, you sit here. But also, can you please go grab my two swords and knife, please? Because I, I left those in the dark. <laughs> yeah, I, I can do that. Um, I'm going to go scoop up Pip's stuff and then i'm gonna scan around to see if that rock that started this whole thing is anywhere oh that bolo yeah okay give an investigation check i can't wait to get that bolo in now Funky's strong suit but this is rock related it's It's, rock yeah it's rock related right so that's history i mean it's very recent history it was (laughs) (laughs) it is yeah it's recent rock history he should get a they should get proficiency on this. I'm lucky if I can find uh, Pip's swords. I got a, a solid eight. So. Plus proficiency! Uh, it's going to take you probably a good five minutes of looking around for this before you're eventually able to find it. You are bad at looking. Um, yeah. Tyler's so kind to us. Yeah, I will. I'll, I'll wander around aimlessly looking for things. This is honestly about how it goes when Ben looks for things, too. I just kind of wander <laughs> around aimlessly looking for things and then eventually go to Julie and say, Where is it? Help me, please. Worth my stuff. <laughs> and then she finds it immediately. Man eyes. So I'm going to, that's where that's where I am for this episode. <laughs> <laughs> uh, anything that you're doing, Ralric, now that well, things are a little bit diffused? One or two more. <laughs> and, you know, I'll put it. Ralric, you, you hear a voice from your back being like, you could just shoot them. You just shoot them all. Kirvana's oh, not evil. Oh. <laughs> or was that just me? <laughs> it's yeah. It's just your. It's very concerning. Uh, <laughs> to dark passenger conscience. Mm. <laughs> no, I'll I'll holster the the spear and chill out. <laughs> and just kind of wander around pretending to look for the bola, but I don't care. <laughs> so over at the timeout area, Sanders is pacing back and forth in front of all of you and you're basically sitting on the ground with your backs against the wall and are just attending to to what he says and you can see all of the younger kids just as you're looking over to them they're really eager they they feel ashamed but they feel proud at the same time and they're confused like this is what i was supposed to do this is what we do but why is he mad but he's really cool look at that sword (laughs) and (laughs) just like a lot of conflicting stuff going on and one kid kind of just looks around and he's just not really paying attention. Just starts picking at the grass and he yells, Lamb Chop, what are you doing? Damn, just like your brother. Mutton chops. <gasps> Why won't you play along, Lamb Chop? <laughs> <laughs> then he looks at, at all of you once you, uh, he has your attention and he just starts off kind of speaking quietly, but you can still hear the rage in his voice. And he says, Red River and Fight Town. I've had it with you all. Y'all are too focused on fighting. If all you care about is fighting, who do you think is going to care about you outside of Fight Town? No one's going to want you in their community because all you do is try to solve conflict with hurting other people. You're being trained to fight and hunt for your own survival, not as a way to get what you want. And he 
quickly glares at Chest, and then he looks back to the group. Y'all are the best fighters. Fight Town always produces the best fighters. But sometimes, I hate training you the most, because I'm afraid of what you'll become. I've seen some of the people from Fight Town here before, and not all of them are good, because they don't care about other people. They just care about fighting and winning. Chess starts to nod, but catches him, like, like yeah, yeah, winning, man, but it, like, catches himself, and he's like, <clears throat> I heard fighting and women the first time. <laughs> this makes <laughs> a lot more sense. And he looks at all of them, and he says, fighting pits, and the fights are closed for 48 hours. They all look really confused. 48 hours, that's like, well, that's two days. <laughs> oh, okay. But that's too tough, coach. That's too mean. And then he looks at Chest, and he looks at them again, and he says, if you keep up like this, you might turn out like this guy. Huh. We know what happened to him. You might turn out like some of those other people that I've already seen going up the river, leaving the tribe behind. You'll be splintered. Chess kind of looks at him, like, curiously. And he just kind of stands there, looks at looks at them all, and just walked off. Jess kind of looks around and he's like, "You didn't have to. You guys didn't have to fight me. You got us all in trouble." <laughs> Most grown-up answer ever. <laughs> yeah, but you would let you would. Oh, oh. <laughs> <laughs> Lamb chop, chill out. <laughs> I think what he was trying to say was, you're the one that started it. Chest's like, I didn't, I didn't start it. It's just that that little wiener had my, had my mom's rock. Where'd he get that? I'm, y'all know, y'all know Kyothi? I don't know about that butt stupid name, but we all went up to the mountain over there. And he points up the river a ways. Mm-hmm. He said, found it by those stone people. Stone people? Does Chest know what they're talking about? Uh, give a history check. Five. <laughs> you heard about some of the other kids kind of sneaking out at night and going up to explore, but you're like, ah, oh, there's no fighting involved there, so you didn't really sneak out with them. But you heard that they had gone up to a place and they saw people that were made of stone, and that those were kind of the whispers and rumors. Okay, just like just says the stone stone people. Well. What are they doing with my mom's rock? I don't know. I just... We're told not to go up there. So we did one time. And we saw the stone people. And I almost saw that creatures. But then we turned and ran. But we got the rock. Chess looks at me. He's like, did did you see anyone else there? Did you see any Goliaths? And you just hear... Lame. Chop. Cheeks. Chess... Looks at presumably lamb chop cheeks, and it's just like, "You're can can you go ahead and expand on that a little bit?" <laughs> I maybe if I get some meat in my mouth, it's good. Just like quickly rummages through his bag and gives him a ration of presumably meat. Okay, so he stuffs it in his mouth. Like, mm, oh boy, nope, nope, nope. Mm. No, I didn't go with him. <laughs> Welcome. Just, uh, just, just like, <sighs> yeah, you really are like mutton chops, man. And uh, looks and looks at the others. He's like, did y'all, y'all see any glass up there? No, man. It was, it was dark. Okay, and I wasn't scared, but all these other guys were scared. So I made sure that we went back, but I wasn't scared about it. When when he says that, Chess like sort of laughs. He's like, "Y'all, y'all were scared." Looking at the ones that he pointed at, yeah. <laughs> and they they look up to you and they're like, "Oh yeah, well you're big and you're scared as Sanders." So Chess Chess is just like, "Yeah, well, yeah." <laughs> Doesn't really know what to say. Oh dang, man! Grownups got the best comeback. <laughs> Ice cold. Um. Chest, uh, checks, Chest takes out a... What the hell do I have that they would want? I'm trying to think of something I could bribe them with. Fireworks always work. Fireworks. Uh, Chest uh, gets out... Cyrix Dagger. What could go wrong? <laughs> yeah, yes. I think I still have that on, on me. Uh, yeah, I'm pretty sure you do. And I threw both of my axes, and he's just like, listen... 
first one tell me any information about stone people up there? Uh, I'll give him one of them axes back there that I had. Fuck, Chest, you're missing a huge opportunity. You're asking information about stone people. You definitely still have three joints on you. Well, yeah, I thought about that, actually. <laughs> I have two. I saw that in my inventory. I have two joints on me. I smoked one. Or gave one away, I can't remember. But, um... I didn't want to... I, They're ten. Yeah, that's exactly... Oh, oh, right. oh my god! Oh my god, Tyler! <laughs> Definitely smoked one because we had to deal with you trying to carry horses. Yeah, exactly. So I was... Uh, I, I, Claire, I looked at that and I didn't want to give these kids joints. I'm going straight to hell. No, Tyler just reminded me that I'm going straight to hell probably in the next hour. So. Yeah, that, so I told him about giving him an axe. Oh, that's better. They're ten. Let's give them an axe. Hey, <laughs> kids love weapons. That's... They do. <laughs> and so during the middle of this haggle session, Pip is following the lion back towards the tent, and you see the lion just disappear inside the tent. Or just go into the tent. Hmm. Pip looks down at his belly and thinks, I'm so into my entrails being on the inside. <sighs> and then walks into the tent. <laughs> So as you walk in, you see it's beautiful. It's adorned with color. Like So you think about maybe almost like a circus tent with kind of uh, the different stripes on the top. Oh, okay. Like a big top. Right? Yeah. So just picture that on the inside, but just an array of colors, kind of like a rainbow going around. Tips into this. And you see a lot of different animal skulls and horns being carved into different things. Okay. And just you, you see this one bone with a couple of strings attached to it. You think it might be some sort of instrument that may be being made, but it looks like a almost like a giant crafting station inside here. Tips into crafts. And then along the, the nearest wall to you, you turn and you see Teak there, but you don't see the lion inside. Ooh. There's only one uh, creature in the tent and it's Teak. Yes. And this is some sort of druid Goliath. Who knows? Maybe. Oh, I don't, I don't know. Pip's a, so Pip's just Pip. That was Claire. Pip walks into the tent and is just like kind of definitely looking for a big cat. <laughs> and is Teak a man or a lady? Teak's a lady? Lady. Yeah. I, just, I see Teak and I'm confused and actually not really that interested in her because I'm looking for the lion. <laughs> and she says, sit. She's kind of, she like flicks her hand off to a chair. Uh, without looking towards you and you see her with her other hand she does this like little gesture and you see a piece of meat start to slide over uh, down the table that she's currently at and then her other hand she flicks and you see salt come from the air and sprinkle itself down onto the meat and then the meat flies back and goes onto a rack to dry and she's like doing this with her hands and you see a, a ring on her, on her fingers lighting up as she does this as she's kind of moving these objects, seemingly. I cautiously sit and look under the table for the lion. <laughs> Perception check. Because <laughs> I bet that I'm still looking for that cat. I understand she's doing magic, but what if there's a cat? I rolled a uh, 14 plus 2, 16. So you look underneath and you look around and you, you don't see a cat, but you see just a lot of different artwork underneath underneath the the table it's paintings and um diagrams and maps like actual maps not rock maps oh, so it's gonna be really hard to keep pip's attention in this room i feel like <laughs> i need disadvantage on all sort of investigation checks <laughs> anyway okay that happened <laughs> so she stops what she's doing and she wraps her hands on the table and she says so to sum up events you come into town you attack a child, and I don't know what you've done to Chess, but apparently you got him body slamming children too. Yeah. What has happened to Chess, and what have you done to him? We. Oof. First off, you are right. Those are all of the things that happened. And I don't. I'm gonna say the most sincere whoopsie doodle that chip pip can say so uh but in all seriousness um it's not so much what we've done to chest it's what the world's done to the four of us we have seen 
some things the last two days, and we're probably a little bit more on edge than we should be, and yeah, but that does not uh, take away from the fact that I did ground pound that small boy. By small, <laughs> I mean in age, not in size, because I think he was very much bigger than me. And she says, okay, so I've traveled outside of the mountains and the river, and I've been to cities, and I've seen what they do to people who've done what you've done. Now, I don't have a dungeon to throw you into for several years, so what do you suppose we do for you to fix this burden that you've put on that boy and just coming into our village? Mm, well, It's our job to protect it, and what we do next is very important. I, if, you, if you do a boy inspection now, you will find that he is completely physically healed from any impairment. In terms of the social damage that we've done, um, Pip's open for counseling. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, That's probably not going to work with our uh, whole uh, end of the world battle that we're working on, though. So no, I shouldn't commit to more than two sessions. But um, uh, know that we're we're working on a a greater and, and more serious world battle. And that's no, that's no uh, excuse for, for disrupting your, your training village and, and doing anything to disrupt the teachings of these, these good new fighters. But I think it would be to Garshide's unfortunate disbenefit if you don't let us continue working on our things. We're happy to bring you up to speed. She continues with her preparations and she flicks her hand and you see a big knife just raise up in the air and she just says now i know and she says this actually in gnomish she says i know your clever words may be able to fool a lot of these other people you know that but i know that (laughs) but you still didn't really answer my question all you said was we're important so let us go Hmm. And then the knife starts chopping down the meat. What would you... Wait, this isn't Pip's meat that's getting chopped, right? Ooh. <laughs> yeah, what meat? <laughs> hmm. I feel, I feel like in cities they have trials and uh, forums for justification. And we're happy to disclose any information that you might want. But if there's a, some other form of corporal punishment that you want to execute here, this is well within your rights. You're right. This is your town. And she says, I have a... Simple idea, where I know this hopefully will be agreeable to all parties. And she holds out, um, she goes under the table and rummages through her stuff. So you see, like, her pushing some different artwork and these different things out of the way. And she pulls out this little box. And it looks like, almost like a sewing kit as she opens it up. Oh, she's going to sew my mouth shut? No! And she pulls out a needle and brings it over to to you. And she holds out your hand, or her hand, uh, trying to get you to put your hand there. Just a little bit of blood. Oh, which hand? Do I... Am I picking the hand? You can pick, yeah. She's not gesturing to either hand of yours. Oh, I'm a musician, though. And... Oh. So then she just grabs you, your your forearm, and drags your forearm to her. Oh, okay, that's fine then. Unless you resist. She gives you a poke, and then you, you see... She pulls out a little vial and starts dripping the blood into the vial. Oh. And puts a cap on the top. And she says, I'll be able to find you. When I need help, when we need help, because there is something coming, you better all come running. And I'll be able to communicate it to you. I'm s- and if you don't, I'll find you anyways. And she shakes the, the vial in her hand. Why? Don't tell Chest or any of the, uh, the other Goliaths about any of my magical capabilities. They don't listen to me enough as it is. And if they knew I could do this, it would be even worse. I'm here to protect the Goliaths, as is Sanders. Does Sanders know? He's my husband. Of course he knows. Well, I don't know, girl. <laughs> How do you think we keep the, the bedroom freaking alive? Do you think that line was already... Do you think I just cast that? No, that was already going on. <laughs> this took a weird turn, but Pip is living for it. That's what that smell. Uh, I Pip has been really, like, aware of the fact it's so weird to see a Goliath person doing ma- magic, particularly the kind of like showy flamboyant magic that she has been doing. So she knows that would probably uh, wreck a few Goliath skulls. Uh, so he just kind of 
nods and is really not that comfortable with leaving his blood behind, but knows that she seems to be concerned about the same things he is. And then, so she kind of sees like the concern on your face and she's like, we can do it how they do it up north. And she holds the, the vial out to you and like, I'm good. I'm good. It's fine. Okay. She puts it back in her kit and closes the top and puts it away and then shuffles everything back in front of it. Pip quickly whispers, kind of barely looking above his shoes almost to do this, but he says, you're not a necromancer though, right? Like there's not not anything weird that's going to happen on that level. (laughs) You're not into weird shit, are you? (laughs) I've been hearing about Bobby (laughs) J and I'm getting scared. (laughs) She looks at you and sees your nervousness and kind of just laughs and says, "Eh, we'll see. Okay. You can be on your way. Yep. And she goes back to looking at the table again in the night, moving her hands again and preparing all the food really fast. So you can see how fast she's preparing because she, she's had to cook for these upwards of 30 people at a time just by herself among everything else that she does. You're seeing like kind of a behind the curtain look. Now, is she better than Steve the Chopper? Give a perception check. I thought that would be a performance check on her. Oh, true. Yeah. Her. Or on her would be a performance. <laughs> I, I, I am, but my perception was six. I rolled a four plus two. <laughs> yeah, so very strong chopping job, rivaling Steve the Chopper himself. Pip like just goes. All the blood leaves his head. He's got. He's he's overwhelmed. And she says, "Remember, not a word." A, a, a scramble off. Yeah, and the flap of of the tent opens for you. Oh, that's as you as you leave. That's such good magicking. So you pop outside um, while Funky, while you were... Actually, it wouldn't be Funky. This would be Chess. Give me a second. Give me a wisdom saving throw, Chess. Uh, okay. It's not good. Uh, this is three. All right. So as Chess is kind of bartering with these kids, Funky, your robe, you start to see the eyes on it for the first time. They start to move back and forth. Oh, dang. And they start to, all of a sudden, just going in completely different directions, looking all around, and you're looking at it, and you're starting to really freak you out, and it's starting to freak out the kids around you. And then you look, and they all of a sudden just stop, and all look at the same direction towards chest. Oh, shit. Do I see anything around chest? Yeah, you see a luminous orb, and it's about the size of your fist. So it's very small, but it's above chest. Oh, shit. Do I have any, like, is this something I would have any idea as to what it what it could be? Give an arcana check. We all know how that's going to go. It's the same way as my investigation. I don't know. What's the orb made of? That's yep. an eight. <laughs> <laughs> Not really sure, but you you don't know if you're the only one seeing this. You don't know what's going on. You're still kind of freaked out about the robes. So okay. Yeah. So I, I'm like really heard about this. looking around. Trying to see if anyone else sees it and trying, I guess, trying not to look at it necessarily because I don't know what it is. I don't want to look like a weirdo that's looking at things that aren't there. (laughs) (laughs) So I guess I kind of keep looking for the rock, but I'm like very aware that there's this weird orb over chest for now. Can I see? So I can see chest. I must be like out around the wall somewhere it was the direction that he was but you if you moved yourself probably looking for the rock you eventually were able to see him so you know okay yeah um if i get too close to the timeout area does anyone pay mine pay any attention to me uh you saw teak starting to not teak you saw sanders starting to walk back to the tent right as pip was coming out okay and it looks pretty settled right now okay if i can get close enough to chest without i'm drawing too much attention then i probably would and just say hey is there something over your head what's going on to chest yeah uh okay <laughs> I, I don't know what state am i in i just failed a wisdom save you're fine what a buck wild question to ask <laughs> <laughs> so what did you ask me Funky? is there is there something is there something over your head what what's going on here and i just just looks at him really confused i kind of like glance up at it and looks at him really confused he's like what the hell are you talking about funky and looks up do I see anything? Uh, give a perception check. 17? Nope. <laughs> just just looks like the regular sky. Just looks at him and he's like, well, there's the skies above me. Like, uh, 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 okay. Did, 
Did you get into my joints? Uh, and Chess takes through his bag real quick, and he's like, no, I guess... You still have those? I still got both in there. Interesting. Yeah, okay. <laughs> uh, Funky? <laughs> Everything good? Yeah, I, I think so. Uh, okay. Uh, I guess it's just me. Um, did you get into that... Did you get into that keg of beer? Because those dwarves crossed the river... I'll be honest, I want to tell you before, but they're not the best brewers. I mean, I know they're dwarves and they're supposed to be, but, like... Oh, I, I don't believe that. Dwarves are always good. Dwarves know their way around a beer. I think you just, you're just used to that goat stuff or, or sheep milk. Fermented sheep milk and ale are two different things. Yeah, I mean, these these dwarves don't live down in the mines, right? Don't They don't live in the mountains, so uh, they didn't... Anyway, they're not the best. Just trying to say that beer might not be good. Did you get into it? Uh... One of the younger Goliaths stands up and walks over to you, Funky, and he says, what? I can tell you if I see it, if you give me some meat. <laughs> um, sure. Do I Do I have any rations? I don't know. I might have rations. Sure. Sure. I'll, I'll hand him some meat. He takes it. He looks up. Nope. And then he just goes back and sits down. <laughs> oh, the kid's a genius. I mean, it's, it's like smart play. Yeah. So that, that's it? That's all I get? It's just a nope? Can I get a high, like a handshake or something? Mm-hmm. You got some more meat? I see where this is going. I'm gonna. S- I got a handshake tax. Oh well. Hmm. Thanks. I'll keep my meat. I need something for later. Um. So I'm just gonna keep wandering around looking for the um looking for the rock. Okay. And glancing back at this orb every now and then to see if it's still there. Yeah. And Ralric, you see uh, you see. Pip emerged from the te- tent, and Funky's starting to head over and talk to them, and it seems everything's diffused. Shoot your bow. No. <laughs> Straight up in the air and see what happens. <laughs> it's a fun game. Good. I'm going to wander over to my blood chest in the timeout area, <laughs> see what's going on. Oh, hey, Rallard. <laughs> chest is looking kind of uh, like a little bit ashamed, a little bit embarrassed. So how long is timeout for exactly? Chest sort of shrugs, and he's like, I, um, I'm not sure uh, what's his name was pretty pissed off. He doesn't get that mad very often. And then Chess leans in and he, he whispers to Ralark. He's like, I think there's something wrong with Fungi. I agree. He keeps asking. He's asking me, asking me about orbs. Um, do I see this orb? Give a perception check. Deal. Thirteen. You're nope. Yeah. Uh, I don't know what's up with Funky. Just, just, just uh, whispers, I think he may have gotten into that beer very quickly. That's extremely likely. <laughs> All right, then Pip, you emerge from the tent. You see them all kind of huddled around, and uh, as you're going by Sanders, he says, tell him, go play the push-up game. Chest or the boys? The boys. Oh, okay. They will listen to me, why? <laughs> tell him, Sanders said... And you promise. They're pretty dumb. They'll figure it out. Uh, okay. Okay. <laughs> and Pip somehow looking smaller than he normally does, does exactly what this giant man says. <laughs> and he emerges back into the tent and here. All right. Now, where were we? <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, 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 no. Put that line away. I, I think that's what he's trying to do. Mm. <laughs> uh, I guess I run over those boys in chest. They, they look at you and they're like, ah. Oh. They're like almost trying to put their hands up to fight, but not at the same time. Okay. Don't fight as much. Fight. Fight. <laughs> Pip does some of that too. <laughs> because maybe that's some form of communication. And says, Sanders says, go play the push up game. And I, I, you promise that he said it? I promise. Okay, he said it. Let's go play a push up game. Fuck, that was a good script. <laughs> <laughs> Right, and then they, you see them kind of scurry off, and Lamb Chop kind of stumbles, and you see him drop some meat on the ground. Whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> Idiot. <laughs> and he grabs, picks it up, and runs away. Who is this 13-year-old going on 75? This is amazing. <laughs> Goliaths are special. So you're alone for the first time since everything happened. Uh, Pip looks up at Chest and says, sorry, sorry, sorry. Sorry. Chest just looks at me. He's like, Pip, you gotta really, really get them explosions under control. <laughs> that was an accident, right? Yeah, well, it was... No. It, hmm. I definitely did it on purpose. Um, 
Uh, Pip, get... But I thought that it was more serious, and we'd just gotten out of fight town, and we fought some sort of worm, and uh, everyone's been fighting us, and everyone's bigger than me, and I'm sorry. I did it on purpose, but I would not do it again. <laughs> Chest sort of sighs, and he's like, it's all right, Pip. I'm just as much to blame. I was, I was pushing that kid around. I mean... To be honest, he's a little bit of a... He's a little wiener, but... It's a bit of a shit. Uh, I mean, or whatever. But, you know... Uh, Sanders is right. You know, I can't always be... Can't always be trying to solve everything with fights. And just sort of sighs. He's like, I gotta go find that little wiener and figure out where my mom's bolo is. Uh, Funky doesn't have it and yet? Uh, I don't know. Oh. You eventually found it. Oh, okay. Oh, I... I okay. At Once I find it, I would... Make sure no one watches me and stuff it in my, my bag of holding and then wander back to the group and just kind of flash the goods to Chest. Hey, Chest. Hey, look what I found. Everyone was all distracted. Check out, Chest. Check out my stones. <laughs> also, Pip, here's your, here's your pointy sticks. Oh, shoot. Thank you. Thank you. Oops. Chest looks, he's like, oh, thanks, Funky. Listen, I can I have that? The, the rock? Yeah. Yeah, oh, yeah. I, I have no need for a rock. I mean, this is taking up very valuable beer space right now, but... <laughs> I've got a keg, so I'm I'm okay. All right. Well, just um, just grabs it and he looks it over. This is indeed his mom's rock. The investigation. <laughs> uh, one. <laughs> um. Come on. I... <laughs> so at first you're like, this isn't my mom's rock, Funky. Come on. And then you hand it back to Funky and he. Wipes off the dirt and a bit of the mud, and then you see the the kind of the shape and form take. And you're like, "Oh, that is my mom's rock." <laughs> Funky, what? Why didn't you say so? Just oh, well, I mean, I, I thought I, I only saw it from a distance, so I this looked like the closest rock. I, I know rocks have a whole different meaning for you guys because of reasons I don't fully understand. Yeah. But, okay. 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 Just give me. Just give it. Just yeah, give yeah, me back. Here, uh, take it. Hey, uh, Pip, do do you see? Do you see an orb over chest? Chest sort of rolls his eyes and he looks at Pip and whispers, "Is like, I think Funky's gotten into the beer." Mm. Is it? Is it still there, Tyler? Uh, yeah. Uh, it's been about five minutes and it's still there. This is real weird. I don't like it. Am I? You can give a perception check. Pip. Look for it. Yeah. <gasps> I see. Natural twenty. I see it, and I see its friends, and I know its family. And I dated its brother. You look up, um, and you... Yeah, go ahead. It's 22, though, because I do have two. Okay. You look up, and you squint, and you're looking really hard around, and you don't see this thing either. Give an arcano check. Uh, uh, uh-huh. 17 plus 3 is dirty 20. Dirty 20. Uh, so you hear Funky kind of, like, just insisting, no, there's something up there, and he's going on about it, and he kind of... After you get him to describe what it actually looks like, you've heard that some spells can cast, like, invisible objects so that it can look from that object into what is going on. So you feel that this is likely a scrying spell right now. It's getting spied on by someone with bones? Scrying bones? Those are a thing, right? Yes. Yes, they are. You just see the orb. Funky, I think some witch is watching on our boy. So I'm not crazy? As soon as you say that, it disappears. Oh, it disappeared. I you said it so quietly and only to Funky. <laughs> uh, well, uh, whatever it was, it, it went it went away. Okay. Um, when you said that. Funky. Funky? Yeah? Fuck, Funky, who are you praying to now? Uh, <laughs> Tamora. Tamora. I, I know her name. For, right? No, yeah. but for real? You didn't switch teams to, like... Evil Thor or Nasty God? You haven't you haven't done that, no, right? I, I have chats with her. We we I mean we talk. I, I have, she hasn't visited me in a couple nights, but she's coin flips and whatnot. I, gave me some nice streams. I think that orb was monitoring test, and I think due to some sort of weird funky insanity, you're the only one who can tell when that's happening. Because I did a good roll, <laughs> and I could not see that ball. Uh, well, I mean, the eyes did something weird just before, you know, the, what? the robe eyes. Yeah, I thought it was just pretty, but the, yeah, the robe eyes. I'm sorry. You're telling me you have fancy moving garments and Fashion Master Pip doesn't know about this? They move. Well, I've, I've, 
I've talked about my eyes before, but this is the first time I've seen a move. They all like looked at it. That's how I knew it was there. Did anyone? Did anyone? Did you no know Goliaths were around you when that happened, right? No, I was wandering around looking for a rock. I mean, so no one saw the eyes move, but you. The younger ones. The younger one saw <gasps> the, that you're with. They see the eyes. Yeah, they they were sort of freaked out by it. Okay, all right. So they actually saw that movement. Okay. And you see, com- coming around the wall, you see Teak kind of emerge, and she kind of wiped a little bit of sweat from her brow. <laughs> and she looks at all of you, and she says, All right, I think it's uh, time you probably get moving. And she hands you each uh, a little bit of meat that she just had recently cooked, and she kind of glaringly looks off at the distance. Like, the, the invitation to stay the night has been revoked. Well, that's fair. Oh. We did a bad job in this town. Yeah. Can we just, um, just is wandering off to look, uh, for that boy who he <laughs> threw to the ground. Assaulted. Yeah. <laughs> and you see him, he has the, the blue coloring in his hair, or not in his hair, but on his head, because he, he's bald, mm-hmm. but, um, He's part of the blue man group. <laughs> <laughs> you walk over to him and he's talking to some of the other kids, he's like, yeah, and then he came at me with, like, this body slam and I like got a punch into his stomach while he was body slamming me and then afterwards you saw what happened where he basically gave up so <laughs> <laughs> and, like some of the kids are like whoa and the other's like man pea shooter that's bullshit <laughs> shooter. Um, on the way over Chess would be picking up his axe and uh, and his other one I guess if it's nearby and when he sees the kid and hears that he kind of like just like <sighs> And really wants to, like, yell at him, but it's just like, listen, sorry, kid. Sorry about that whole thing. And he, he hands, he puts his hand out and he's got the bolo in his hand. And uh, he uh, he hands it to him and he also hands out and hands over the axe. He just looks at the other kids and does a little flick of his head and they, they walk away. So it seems like just that little mini battle has got him a little bit of status. He's the first one that's actually kind of been in some sort of fight and taken damage. Mm-hmm. And he looks to you and he says, You can keep the stupid rock. I'll have the axe. And I want one more thing. Just says, All right, what is it? I want you to tell all these kids that I punched you a bunch when I was body slamming you. Chess kind of looks at it a little confused and he's like, And it hurt. <laughs> Chess, then Chess sort of bends down next to him and he just like looks around. And he's like, Listen, kid, I could, I'll do you one better, right? You Did you find this up in the mountains? Up in the- Maybe I did. What's What's the better thing that you're doing? I will I will let you... Listen, you, you give me information about where you found this and, like, what was there, and I will lose to you in a fight in front of all your friends. All right, so here's the deal. Listen up. Okay, so you you go about a day and a half straight up the river, <laughs> and he's like <laughs> he's like immediately going straight into the spiel, and he's telling you it's going to be like probably a day's travel to to get there to go along the river and then up up this path um, towards this clearing. And you hear him also describe should give a persuasion check with advantage. Okay, that was such good Goliath thinking. Nine and ten plus uh, persuasion plus one, eleven. So he also gives you a little bit of extra info that there are some ruins there as well. And you think he's like, he's pretty sure that they're, they're creatures they're trying to protect something. Okay. Um, and he asks him and he says, all right, hey, that's awesome, kid. And just one other thing. Did you see any Goliaths up there? And he said, uh I don't know, man. They could have been. It was dark out. Just, just, just nods. He's like, "All right." And uh, he sort of looks around. He's like, "When do you, when do you want to fight?" And he looks over and sees Teak kind of staring you down and like tapping your foot. He's like, "We probably should do it right now, I think, because looks like they're about to kick your butt if I don't." So, and Chess says, "All right. Do you want to do you want a fight fight or do you want an arm wrestle?" Uh, fight fight. Duh. <laughs> okay. Um, and. Chess. And you hear him just yell, "What did you say about my mom?" <laughs> Chest like takes a deep breath and it's just like, "You can do this, you can do this." And he's like, "Listen, listen, don't hurt me, all right, uh, pea shooter. Just, I didn't mean anything, all right. Just don't hurt me." Yeah, I'm here to protect this place from people like you. 
And just like, oh, I didn't, listen, I didn't mean anything. Just leave, leave me alone, all right? It's, I'm sorry. And he grabs your wrist and he like, kind of does like, he's going to try to flip you and throw you. <laughs> and just for a second, he's not really sure what's going on. And he's like struggling against him. And then he's just like, like come on, come on. And just, it's just, it's just like, ugh, and he sort of rolls over. And then he just starts like kicking you in the side. <laughs> and oh, it's so good. Chest is kind of looking up at him, confused, and he's like, he's like, kid, you're gonna, you gotta go for the. Okay, never mind. And he's like, ah, oh, oh, stop, oh, you're, you're hurting me, oh, that, ow. Oh. And he goes and grabs your other axe, and he winds up, tries to throw it as far as he can, but it only goes about 20 feet. He's like, yeah, never come back. <laughs> it's just like, uh, okay, uh, I never will come back ever. Okay, sorry, pea shooter. And, and he's like, good job. I think the body. <laughs> just kind of stands up and is like, oh, man, <laughs> things I do. <laughs> Dusts himself off and, uh, you know, picks up his one axe that's still left, and she like puts it in his belt, and then grabs his, his like put ties his bolo to his belt as well, and uh, walks over to who was watching us? Was it um, Teak? Yeah, it was Teak. Teak's watching us, and he just looks at him and he and sort of shrugs, and he's like, uh, he's like, I mean, that was sort of not violence. And she looks at you and she says, "Chess, they always called you Chester Weakling." But they weren't talking about here. And she grabs onto your triceps. Mm-hmm. And she says, they're talking about here. And she grabs onto your head. <laughs> and, he, and she's like... He looks at her and he's like, well, head don't, heads don't normally have many muscles. So, I mean, that... You'll figure it out soon enough. <laughs> and then she kind of pats you on the back. Also gives you a little shove. <laughs> pats you on the butt. Yeah, is that a butt tap on the way out? <laughs> what time is it, by the way? Is it like getting to evening or... Or is it still? Uh, yeah, because this is still the same day. You hadn't slept yeah. here. So, and she said we couldn't stay there? Yeah. Okay. So, Chess, I guess Chess goes over to his friends and sort of relays all the information that he got from this kid to him. Cool. Funky is eyeballing that catapult. Like, that'd be fun, but... <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And as, like, y'all are starting to kind of walk away, they wave, and Teak looks at Pip, and she's like, see you soon. And they continue to wave as you kind of walk away. Pip takes three steps and then does a secret bar finish rub. <laughs> and that's where we can end. For- <laughs> Welcome to DM Thoughts with Tyler. And I think this was a really great follow-up episode to the last one. The last one, I think the group struggled to pick up on some context clues as to where the situation was going, kind of towards a more hostile um, encounter with the town. And they immediately saw the consequences of their actions and they decided to quickly pivot. They pivoted towards just completely being peaceful. A situation like this in a city could potentially coincide with jail time. So Tip kind of went along with having the blood taken away. And that is a, you know, just another thing to throw into the toolbox, right? It's something that can be pulled out later where Teak has Pip's blood, so can call on Teak to help with things that may be coming that they might need help with in the future. So that'll be exciting to pull out eventually. Besides that, Chest. Uh, Roy did a great job with Chest. This really f- feels like the end of that main Chest arc with Fight Town. You know, it eventually ended with Chest quote-unquote winning, you know, leaving Fight Town in better standing than when he arrived, but this kind of really felt like the real character moment in growth for Chess, so this was well done by Rory here. Head over to nomercypodcast.com. There you can find our links to our Twitter. You can find links to our Discord. Hop in, say hi. We'll check you again in two weeks for the next episode of the No Mercy Podcast.